All right, so, so uh, we, we started last week speaking from the topic of uh, uh, the illusion of fear. And, and of course, uh, uh, Jason quoted scripture, uh, 2, 2 Timothy 1, 7, this God has given us the spirit of fear, power, love, and a sound mind, a clear thinking mind. And so we talked about just the, the, the false evidence of peeing a real, F-E-A-R, the, uh, you know, forget everything and run, you know, and... and Zig Ziglar was like, it should be uh, face everything and rise. But, but we talked about just the, just the, the reality of the, of the illusion or the intimidation of, of, of fear and how it's uh, snatched some things. Obviously, it snatched some power from us. And then we talked about that pattern from way back in the Garden of Eden, how it was, you know, you had Adam and Eve in the presence of God. In Genesis chapter 3, in the presence of God and rolling with God. And then they ate, they were disobedient. They ate of the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So, so, so now before they ate of the tree, evil wasn't an option. Right? Evil wasn't an option. So there was nothing you could fear because you weren't, it wasn't in consideration of circumstances. Circumstances didn't have a factor. You know, it wasn't about... I'm worrying about what they say or what are they going to think or how is it? No, they didn't consider all that because in the presence of God, it doesn't make a difference what circumstances come up, right? So, so that, that, that started that, that pattern of fear. And, but it started another thing because, you know, uh, Ray was talking about just the contrast of faith and fear. And we know faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, Romans 10, 17. But if you think about it, it started the pattern of people running from the word of God. Because remember, it said they heard his voice and they, it, Adam said, I heard thy voice and I was afraid because I was naked. I was exposed, right? So I hid myself. I found a front, right? So, so in, that, in, that, in that process of sin, not only were they now fearful, but they were afraid of the very thing that's supposed to get them out of the fear. The voice of God's word, running from the voice of God's word. Think about it when we sin. Like we hide from God, we hide from church, we hide from the presence of God, and we hide from the word. So, so a fear of God's voice, think about that pattern. A fear of God's direct word. A fear of embracing the correction that's going to get us back in line with the authority that we lost because we got caught up in fear. See, see, we, we, we avoid, we were talking about this in the manipulation test on Wednesday, we avoid the very things that we're supposed to be embracing. Like we, we've developed this pattern, you know, of, 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 of running around things that we should actually be running to, right? And especially God's word, even, yes, 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 listen, correction is a part of our life. Actually, every day, most of us are corrected. Through the word, I know I am, because I'm not a finished product. I'm constantly evolving in the kingdom of God, right? It keeps me, that word keeps me humble. It keeps me from being fake, fake, phony, and foolish. Uh, and I've, I've lived a, a lot of my life fake, phony, and foolish, a lot of my life. Um, and so I don't, I, I don't like uh, anything fake. She'll, my wife would tell you, phony, foolishness. I mean, of course, I'm a pastor, 
I'm a man of God. I have a level of tolerance and patience, but I don't like it. You know, I, I, you know we talked about the genuine test. You know, we talked about the manipulation test, but we talked about genuine tests on Wednesday too. I love authentic, authenticity and genuineness. Truth, you know, uh, uh, man of God and some other people had, had uh, identified the, the gift of a seer in me years ago. And one of the things that was shared was, like, I can't sit still if, it's, if, it's, if it ain't truth. It's hard. It's hard for me to hold the truth. It's, it's, I can't help it. Like, you know, I know I'm going to put myself on the line. Somebody ain't going to like me. But, I, but I'd rather not be liked than to, 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 to hold back the truth. Well, some of us, it's easy to hide the truth because what's more important is, is, is people liking us and looking good than sharing the truth. See, it's more about our life than theirs. But, but, but no, 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 no. I'm not going to lay down my like for a friend. I know I paraphrase the scripture, but it's the same principle, right? You know, laying down your life for a friend. So we talked about that we have to stay plugged into God. That's our source. You know, the scripture says, you know, when Jesus cursed the fig tree and they was walking back by it, and the disciples says, oh, my God, master, look, the fig tree is withered. He said, man, have faith in God. So that's our key to get out of this fear. Have faith in God. Because what the scripture says, without faith, it's impossible to please him. Right? Have uh, uh, Hebrews 11.6. Have faith in God. And, and, and so I was thinking through, I was meditating through this, have faith in God. I was thinking about faith and, and so many different things I, I've been meditating on because I'm preparing for this teaching on uh, spiritually authorized. And I was like, you know, Abraham's righteousness was counted as faith. Remember that? Like his righteousness, his right standing with God. And, and I think when your righteousness is counted as faith, it's because we won't let fear move us out of God's presence. I think Abraham's righteousness was counted because he wouldn't let fear move him out of God's presence. So no matter what came at him, he was like, oh, no, I'm with God. And I'm going to stay in right standing with God. So nothing you can tempt me with, nothing you can challenge me with, nothing you can attack me with is going to move me from being with God. I'm with God. Like, what other option you give me, I'm like, there's nothing that can be better than being with God. So, 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 so if you're a threat in my life, well, I'm with God. So he just had to figure out a way out of it. All things are possible. See, with man is impossible, but not with God, all things are possible. You can attack me with sickness. Oh, I'm with God. You can attack me with tra- tragedy. I'm with God. It was last week we were talking about God is, right? And so that's the thing. The thing is being in position where I'm not going to let nothing disconnect me from power. Because I noticed something when we feel powerless, we're a lot more fearful. When you feel powerless and helpless, you're a lot more fearful. You know, uh, uh, coming up um, in, in, you know, learning to play basketball, first I just learned how to play. And so I figured out how to, I'm a chess player, so I figured out how to make moves on the court, how to, how to get through this, the three, four, or five moves ahead, how to get there, even though no one thinks I'm going to get there. But then uh, people figured me out, and they said, oh, we just knocked this fool around. So they started knocking me around. I mean, I would go places. I remember I was playing in upstate New York, and they beat me so senseless, I couldn't walk for two weeks. 
I mean, you know, and I remember when they walked into the gym, they were pointing, but I thought they were pointing to go, yeah, he could play. Yeah, they were saying that. They were saying, get him. <laughs> and, 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 oh, and the guys that was, uh, we were playing on our home court, but I guess they were hating, so they just let them beat me senseless. And I said to myself, that'll never happen to me again. I said, I'll never feel that pain again. I'm going to get me some armor. I said, I'm going to get you before you get me. You know, people tell me now, you're physical. I said, oh, no, no, I'm not getting hurt. My rule now is if anybody on this court getting hurt, it won't be me. So I, I started to lift and develop armor so I could not get hurt. But I felt a lot more confident and a lot less fearful when under attack. And so the scripture tells us to put on the armor of God, right? Right? When, we, when we're walking, when we, when we have all this word and we're connected to God, we're a lot less fearful. Now, me and my son, we played together for years. You know, my son, you know, I guess I'm only what? Let me get it right. I'm only 16 years older than him, right? That's right. Yeah. So he's 43. So, so when he was coming up in, uh, through college in a program, we played together. A lot of people didn't know that was my son, though. Some people thought it was my brother, but some people thought we just played together all the time, right? My son was very confident when he was out there because dad was out there. And if somebody got physical, you know, he knew dad was going to come out of sight. <laughs> like, hold on, hold on. Like, I think you're going a, bit, a little bit too far. But he had confidence. Why? Dad's on the court. You know, hey, hey, no matter what, I got dad with me. Well, that's how I think of my life. I got God with me. So whatever the situation is, or however uncertain it is, and we've been dealing with a whole lot of uncertainty, um, you know, coming into an atmosphere that we've never been into, operating by faith. I got God with me. So my peace ain't in Keith. My peace is in God, right? And, and I know something. Even the demons, the ministers of fear, those who serve fear, are subject unto God. See, I know that. They got to even bow down to God. Even Satan himself came before God with the other angels and had to get permission to mess with Job. He just couldn't just, just roll up on Job. You know, he had to negotiate to even tempt Job, Right? See, I know they're even subject unto God. And see, so the adversary understands he has no power over us. Look here, look, look, look here. You know, um, this is the scripture for our graphic that we have up there. 1 Peter 5, verse 8. Now, we know God has given us a spirit of fear, power, love, and a sound mind, right? Clear thinking mind, right? Get out all that noise, all those voices, right? All the false evidence appearing real. But look here, verse 8. Well, we'll start at verse 7. <laughs> all right? It says, casting all, how much? All your care upon him, for he cares for you. Right? It says, cast cares, not carry them. Cast cares, not carry them. So as soon as a care shows up, you cast it. You don't carry it, right? Verse 8. It says, be sober. That's a clear uh, thinking word, be sober, and that's tough in this country, but be sober, be vigilant, because that's uh, what Pastor Mel spoke out for the vision this year, right? Be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, look, look, 
as, keyword, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. It didn't say he is a roaring lion and he's going around devouring people. It says he's as a roaring lion. He has the, the, the false evidence appearing as a, in t- trying to intimidate, seeking who's going to believe he's a roaring lion and he has more power over them than, he, than they have over him. See, so he can't access everybody, right? Look, 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 look at this. Look at this. Uh, Ephesians 6. Again, we're talking about the illusion of fear. And it's not titled we're talking about fear because most of fear is false evidence appearing real. It's an illusion. Can't do nothing with you. Right? So Ephesians 6 verse 10. It says, finally, brethren, look, look. Be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might. See, see, it's not ours, his might. Apart from him, we can do nothing. It says, put on the whole armor of God. Remember, I told you that armor, right? That we may be able to stand against the wiles or the tricks, right? The illusions of the devil. It says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness in this world, against spiritual wickedness. Look, in the highest, high places, at the highest level. Another scripture says in 2 Corinthians 10, 3, it says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down all imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought into captivity to obedience to Christ Jesus. So the fear thought is not in harmony with God, right? To believe the devil can do more to you than God can do for you is not in harmony with God. So we got to cast down that imagination. That worst case scenario, we don't prepare for the worst because you get what you prepared for, right? That's why, look, 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 look. let's go here. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, a quick audible. Let's go over here to Philippians. Um, apologize for those that are watching online. This is not going to be on the screen, so you got to write this one down. All right, so Philippians 4, verse 6. I think we talked about this the first uh, last week. It says, uh, be careful for nothing. Be full of care for nothing, right? To be full of care for nothing. Careful, full of care. Another version says, be anxious for nothing. Another version says, be worried for nothing. It all boils down to, Don't be worried at all, right? It says be careful for nothing, not don't let one thing have you to carry a care, right? It says, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Verse 7, look, if you do that, the conjunction and says in the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, all the possible worst-case scenarios, all the things you can rationalize in your mind. It says the peace of God is beyond all of your understanding. Anything that you can think of that this possibly could turn out to this, all the, the tragic nightmares that you don't put in your mind that hasn't happened yet. Because this is what happens when, if you get a bad phone call. Immediately you go in your head, you have something called an imagination that God gave you. We are a spirit. We live in a physical body, but we have a soul. What's in our soul is our mind, will, our emotions, our intellect, and our imagination. Those things are, are that's our choice station, right? You don't put worst case scenarios on the canvas of your imagination. 
Because your body is going to live them out. You cast down those imaginations because they're trying to exalt itself against the knowledge of God, which is what's supposed to be on the canvas of your imagination. Right? I shall live and not die is what the word says. That should be on the canvas of your imagination. By his stripes I'm healed. That should be on the canvas of imagination. Right? All I need is patience. After I've done the will of God, I receive the promise. That should be on the canvas of our imagination. The th- think on these things, things that are lovely, things that are just, things that are pure. Right? Philippians uh, uh, 4.8, the next verse after the peace of God which surpasses all understanding to guard your heart and mind. It tells you what to think on. Tells you what to put on the canvas of your imagination. Because it knows if you think on these things, you'll be these things. You'll live these things. These things will be in your life. You can't be thinking on the stuff the world's introducing to you. I was at the gym, and I, I was at the gym, I was praying, and I was, I was just doing my little workout, and so they had the TV screens. I looked up the TV screen, and, and it's on all the time, 24-7. It's on uh, 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 the uh, corona. It's, 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 uh, and they keep coming up with something new. And you think about it, you listen to that all day, every day, what you going to think on? And after a while, it's going to break you down. Remember, Satan desires to sift you as wheat. Luke 22, break you down. And how is he breaking you down? Worst case scenario, worst case scenario, worst case scenario, worst case scenario. You got to watch out for that. You watch out for that. Hey, what about that? Hey, they're going to find out that. You can do this. Hey, you worry about that. Hey, I don't think you're going to get that. Hey, you probably won't get that. They don't want you to do that. Hey, you think you'll get the promotion? The job's going to shut down. If the job shut down, you're not going to have the job. Oh, now, oh, now what you going to do? Now you're going to pay your rent. You're going to pay your rent. Now you're going to have a place to stay. You're going to have a place to stay. Oh, my God. What you going to do? Hey, God, constantly got you going. Eventually, it breaks you down. I told you it's what we used to do in basketball. That's the purpose of a press. Break you down so you faint in your mind and you start throwing the ball away. That's the purpose of a blitz in football. They keep pressuring you, the quarterback. Eventually, they want the quarterback to just throw the ball away. That's the purpose of the adversary. He keeps pressuring you. He wants you to throw your purpose away. Throw your life away. Throw your happiness away. Throw your joy away. Throw your healing away. Throw your prosperity away. He wants you to throw it away. Because why would you throw it away? Because you done gave up. You done fainted in your mind. So, so now what, what do we do when we faint in our mind? Oh, forget it then. But we think, we think we're saying forget it to the circumstance that's in front of us. We're saying forget it to the, to the prosperity before us, the healing before us. Forget it then doesn't just affect the moment. It affects your life. What are we doing? Like, what are we doing? Like, like this, this ain't a game. People are dying because of fear. I get, look, look, the thing that I greatly feared has come upon me, Job 3.25. That's the word. That's not my opinion. Not the thing. See, see, we're supposed to be getting the thing that we greatly face. Not the thing that we greatly fear. So the adversary took God's design, twisted it, perverted it, wicked made it wicked, that's twisted, and he's using it for his advantage. He got you using your intelligence to get around the truth, right, and to live in a lie. What kind of sense do that make? That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, like you think you hustling somebody. You hustling yourself. If you lying, 
you hustling yourself. I, I was working in, uh, when I first got hired at the church in Ohio, I worked with kindergarten and first graders. So we had this young kid, and he was super intelligent. But he stayed in trouble. Uh, Mike, I'm going to put your name out here. So I didn't say your last name, but you know what I'm talking about. Right? So, so I mean, he's, he's older now. That's way back in 98, I think. I started working for the church. Yeah, 1998. Yeah, so, so how old is Mike now? First grade, <laughs> kindergarten. And so I was getting in trouble. I was getting in trouble. But he was smart. He could make you think he was telling the truth, but he was lying. Right? And so I just watched him. And I put him to the side. I said, I said man, you're using a whole lot of energy to get in trouble. I said, you can use the same energy to draw people to you. See, see, the person out there lying, hey, let me tell you your future. Your future is alone. Because people getting tired of you. They tired of you. You you think you hustling them. They didn't find out today. No, 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 no. Your future is is, is alone by yourself. Because people tired. People, you're wearing them out. Okay, all right. All right, listen. That's definitely not in the notes, okay? Okay, okay. <laughs> See, <laughs> I, <laughs> Holy Spirit, I ain't right. I, so the righteous, the, the thing about righteousness, it gives us access into spiritual authority, which we're going to talk about in Spiritually Authorized, I believe, next week, if I don't finish this today, right? And... And so I think about this, God has given, oh, look, Genesis, he gave us dominion over everything, right? Fish of the sea, the fowl of the ground. Adam gave up the dominion. (laughs) He gave it to Satan. That's why the Bible says he's little G, he's the God of this world, right? He ain't the God of me, but, but, but this world system, that's why I don't conform to this world. I transform into my design as a son of God, Right? And so, 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 so we, we were designed to have authority. You're, you're a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Holy, holy. Yeah, I said holy. I know that's a curse word in the church. A holy people. And can't nobody be holy? That's not what the Bible says. You see what I'm saying? What's on the canvas of your imagination? What the world says or what God says? What are we doing? And then we got all these little justifications to taint holiness. And then we don't understand if you ain't holy, you're not going to be in fear. Remember, Jesus said, hey, 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 Satan's coming, but he ain't got nothing in me. He was like, it's about to be my time, but Satan ain't got nothing in me. What he was saying, he had no access. So I'm going to fulfill God's will, and he can't stop me. If Satan has something in him, I guarantee you Jesus wouldn't even have went on the cross. Fear would have stopped him. He would have been afraid that that's the end. <laughs> Once I get on that cross, it's over. <laughs> First nail, he'd be like, uh-oh, no, 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 no. Angels, <laughs> angels, right? He, out of fear, he would have not finished. He wouldn't have had what's called suffering. 
suffering, that word suffering means restrained retaliation. Remember, he said, I could have called down a legion of angels, but he wasn't in fear. If he was afraid, what he would have called legion, he would have called 17,000 legions, but he wasn't afraid. He was still in, he trusted God. He believed, guess what? God can resurrect me from there. See, some of you so busy saving face and hiding, you don't believe God can resurrect you from there, so you try to resurrect yourself through saving face. But you're still dying. You don't live saving yourself. He told Peter that. He said, you will savor the things that be of God. He said, the person that's trying to save his life going to lose it. The person that loses his life, for Christ's sake, will gain it. That's what, what are we doing? We got the playbook and we still tripping. Right in our face and we still tripping. We think we could do something outside of what God says and we're going to be fulfilled. That is the most, re- hey, get mad if you want to. That's retarded. Underdeveloped is what that means, okay? And you're not being sensitive to the, stop. See, stop all that. You ain't being sensitive to God now. With all that stuff that comes out your mouth every day, if we're talking about sensitivity, are we being sensitive to God? Speak, speaking doubt and unbelief? Behind the scenes, coming against a woman or a man of God? Coming against somebody trying to help you get closer to God? With backbiting and, and sowing discord? Flipping and tripping it? Is that pleasing to God? Why, why are you putting up a poster? Why are you protesting? Protest that. I ain't seen nobody out there protesting, you know, we love the Christians. We love the Christians. Where, where we at? Protest everything but God. Oh. So I, 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 I drove down your street, didn't I? Drove down your street, parked, and got in your house, didn't I? Who invited him in here? <laughs> Having a meeting in the back room. Hey, did, did, did y'all invite Pastor? Because I didn't invite him. You know, we can't have no fun with Pastor up in here. Let's, let's try to end this quick, man. So maybe he'll go home. Feed him quick. Give him, some, give him a meal. <laughs> maybe get up out of here. Ain't he busy? Hey, ask somebody call him with a crisis. <laughs> right? Um, and, and so you ask, you ask yourself, why would people that are authorized yield to fear? Only when we've given fear access through the flesh. See, when we get into the flesh, fear has access. If we don't get in the flesh, fear don't have no access, we walk in authority. We're unstoppable, right? See, when Jesus said, hey, he's coming, he's on his way, but he ain't got nothing in me. What he was saying is, there's no kryptonite in me. But when we get in the flesh, we're actually inviting access for the adversary to get in us. We're invi- hey, 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 so you know how some of us right now in this room are, uh, you ain't crazy. So, so before, I'm going to preface that. You, know, you got to make sure you preface stuff. You ain't crazy. We got that recorded, right? I said you're not crazy, right? Now, you know how there's quite a few people in here that through the course of a, a day or week hear a lot of voices? You see, I got quiet. That's why I said you're not crazy. You know, you got to preface these things. No, no, you don't have to be crazy to hear voices. You just have to yield to the flesh. Oh, my God. 
And I paid all that money to that psychologist. No, 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 no. You, you, yeah. Listen, man, I, 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 I can give you all my research. Listen, I worked, I worked in social services for probably like, I don't know, 10 or 12 years. It might be even longer than that. And I was a ward of the state. Social services has been my entire life. Right? It's been my entire life. People. <laughs> even before I got into ministry. My training, crisis intervention. I was a, I'm a certified crisis intervention trainer, behavior management, uh, conflict resolution. Th- th- this, is, this is my whole life, right? And, but you notice something. You say, okay, I, I've seen, uh, I noticed, you know, I was a part of a treatment team. So we have a, a, psych- a psychiatrist, psychologist, social worker. You're on treatment teams for these kids coming up. And so you got different people on medications and things like that. Now, medications help symptoms, but medications don't heal you. I'm going to tell you that right now. Medications don't heal nobody. And actually, most medications now help a symptom, symptom and give you seven. Yeah, that's true. Oh, see, see, Pastor, you're just against medication. Listen to the commercial, man. Yeah. The commercial just, t- it just told you, yeah. hey, you want to get some good sleep? Take this. Oh, you're going to sleep well. And then it give you seven other symptoms. Suicide. And if you talk about suicide, uh, could, you could die. Like, but, but we still, see, see again, if I told you the word, see, now you're going to give me a hard time. They're telling you this could kill you, and you still take it. I'm telling you you can live, and you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to take that. See, 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 what I'm telling you can heal you. Yeah. What they're giving you will, may, may, may help the symptoms, but I'm going to tell you something else it adds. It's, it's a, uh, if, if you go, well, I got to be honest with y'all, this is my family. All right, so if you start, if you study out pharm- pharmacy, pharmaceutical and all that stuff, you even look at the emblems and all that stuff, yeah. that's the same thing they did back in witchcraft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, so, so a, lot of, a lot of times you take in synthetic drugs, be honest with yourself. You start saying stuff, hallucinating. See, if you're honest, see, again, you ain't going to tell nobody that because you want nobody to think you're crazy. You ain't crazy. That stuff, that stuff everybody's chemicals can't handle medication. It's, just, it's, it's a known fact. That's why I don't take, I don't even take, I tell you, I don't take aspirin, none of that stuff. Because it starts messing with my head. I ain't stupid. I can't, listen, I need a clear mind. Now, I ain't dumb either. Like, if I'm in excruciating pain, I'm taking something for the symptoms, right? But I'm rarely in. I have a high tolerance. What am I trying to tell you? Why are we hearing all these voices? The adversary is trying to overwire our mind so we can't walk by faith. Pastor Mel ta- uh, talked about it t- in understanding the value of the word today. First Kings, verses 11 and 12, I almost had it. Yeah, thank you. First Kings 19, 11 and 12. Well, it says, hey, there was a thunder, there was a thunder, uh, God wasn't there. Earthquake, God wasn't there. There was a still, small voice. That's God. God ain't competing with all those voices. That's why he tells us to cast down all imaginations. That's why he tells us to think on these things. He's like, well, listen, God doesn't have to compete. Still, small voice, but you got to shut out all that noise. So every time you absorb all this all the stuff that you take in through media, all the stuff you take in through these games. Yeah. I taught on it with the youth. There's subliminal messages in this stuff. 
Why you going through this cavern, this, that, and the other? They got emblems and messages that are being embedded in you while you're playing the game. But, but you think you're just shooting targets, but you're also absorbing subliminal messages. All to get more noise in your head so you can't hear the truth. See, it's a setup, and you're going to walk in more fear. The more voices you have, the more fear. That's called paranoia. Remember that? It's called paranoia. They diagnose people as schizo, uh, paranoid schizophrenia. That's a whole lot of voices that just won't shut up. Because, and, and, and people are diagnosed no, with everything but the word. There you go. Listen, we, I can't give you my whole study. I've, I've studied this stuff. Right? This is what's going on in our mind. All we need is the word. So the faithful are anchored in God-given authority and power, so that's why they're not fearful. The faithful are anchored in it, right? Anchored in it. Look, look, my preaching and teaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, man's wisdom, all the voices, but was in, but was in demonstration of power. That your faith should not stand solid in the midst of attack in the wisdom of man, all these voices, but in the power of God. 1 Corinthians 2, 4, and 5. See, see, you, when the Son of Man comes, shall he find faith? We, we, we just went over this a few weeks ago and live in faith. Will you still be in faith? Remember, it's not faith moments, it's a faith life. The gesture, live by faith, Right? And see, so all these voices is trying to attack us standing in faith because when you're under attack, when you need to cross over to another level, when you need to elevate the things of God, when you need to get through a bound situation that you've been in all your life. Remember, remember that, that that young lady had an infirmity for years. She sought all physicians. The Bible said that. Spent everything on every physician, every diagnosis, mentally, physically, and she got worse. I didn't say that. The Bible said that. But when she came to the king, all she had to do was touch him with faith. How do I know? He said, daughter, thy faith has made you whole. No, no, he didn't say healed. When she touched him, she got healed. He said, the faith made you whole. That's everything. Wholeness, sozo. That's not just deliverance. That's not just healing. Same word for wholeness is healing, but it's not just that. It's every aspect of your life. It's not compartmentalized no more. This is what we're doing here. So, so how can fear and our worst case scenarios, false evidence being real, get, into, get in you when, when you're in wholeness? You're walking in authority. See, the winds of disease, compromise, confusion, fear, uh, death, they're blowing strong out here. They're blowing strong. We must find shelter and anchor ourselves in God. Man, who? Oh, they'll be talking about these hurricanes coming up. So, so we went to, we did a marriage retreat in um, Clearwater. And so with, with some couples, you know, a couple of athletes or whatever. And, and, uh, and so one of the couples was coming from Miami. And around that time, they was having a hurricane. So we called him up on the phone, said, hey, so, so uh, 
you know, how you guys doing? You know, are you going to be able to come? Oh, yeah, we're boring up everything, and we should be up there, no problem. But to, to them, it was a matter of fact. You know, they live in Miami, so it was like, oh, it's just a hurricane. We just board up everything. We just go about business. But, but the interesting thing is, even though they were, they, they were coming to Clearwater, when they heard it was a hurricane, they sheltered themselves. They protect themselves versus catastrophe. They weren't just like, you know, there's a hurricane, the wind's blowing. Like, hey, man, I'm going down to the, the, the food line. You know, give me, give me some chips. Man, there wasn't nobody rolling like that. Right? They were taking serious the winds and the ability for the winds to take them out of a secure place. Let's secure ourselves. Are we doing that? Are y'all, or, or y'all not paying attention to the spiritual weather report? Oh, because there's folk dying all over the place. And so you still think you want to be lying and people are dying? Do you, don't you think you're protected? Because lying, you outside of the presence of God. I don't care how much you come to church. If you lying, you outside of the presence of God. You're not in agreement with God. God can't hang with a liar. He can't hang with a luster. So you outside of the presence of God, and, and, you, and because you came up with your own justification, it's all good. When those winds come, you're going to be the first person swooped away. So a whole lot of people didn't think they was going to get drowned in that flood either. And they did. So, so, oh, my God, is he trying to scare us? I want you to focus, man. You don't have to be scared in God, but you got you to you gotta position yourself. Man, we can't be walking around. <laughs> That's the person that gets dragged away, man. What are we doing? It's pretty, it's, it's not, like, I'm not afraid. But I'm actually making, take, handling business. Right? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm vaccinating myself. Spiritual vaccination. With the blood. See, because viruses is not the only issue out here. So, so, so some people got their mask on, but it ain't protecting them from all the other attacks. It's a diversion. I didn't say don't wear your mask. All right, for the record, we got this recorded. If, if they say wear your mask, wear your mask, please. Okay? Now we got that out of the way. Can I finish my conversation? What I'm trying to say is, it's, it's more than that. It's bigger than that. And, and, and I'm going to tell you what's bothering me. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what's bothering me. The, 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 the diligence in which we put on our mask and stuff, but not our armor. See, that, that, bothers, me. that bothers me. Because we almost are, are, are walking in a faith that this mask is going to protect us from everything. Well, we already know that's not true, right? Let's, news people know that. <laughs> people on the news know that. Like, he was wearing a mask. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> right? I, here we go again. I'm not telling you not to wear your mask. I'm saying put on your armor. But I'm saying have the same, fo- like, like, almost like you see how people are with, hey, 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 don't come around me, put your mask on. I don't hear nobody saying don't come around me, put your armor on.
You don't want to be exposed to virus. You want to be exposed to spirits. You're okay with the spirits. You just don't want the virus. <laughs> if somebody come to your house, y'all want to see somebody. They, 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 don't get mad. I got to use these things for example. They don't know who you are. I ain't going to say your name. So I go into somebody's house, and they were like, uh, have you been vaccinated? So, so, I'm, so what I'm going to start doing, that, that I, that, oh, okay. What I'm going to start doing, when you come to my house, I'm going to say, have you co- are you covered with the blood? Oh, you ain't covered the blood. Now nah, you can't come visit me. Now nah, nah, y'all going to get mad. He all spiritual. You know, you can't even go to his house unless you're covered with the blood, and you can get covered with the blood right there. You see what I'm saying? That's, what's, that's, what's, that's how we rolling now. All right. You think this is jokes? I'm serious. See, see, so the scripture tells us to be steadfast and movable, always excelling in the work of the Lord, always doing your best and doing more than is needed, being continually aware that your labor, even to the point of exhaustion, even to the point of exhaustion in the Lord is not futile nor wasted. It is never without purpose. 1 Corinthians 15:58. Steadfast immovable, always abounding in the faith. So I can't walk in fear. But, but, but see, some of us know we respect the kingdom of God and church, a couple preachers here and there. And so we know enough not to just like be blatant like, because you, you, you say to yourself, ah, some of this may be true. But it's kind of like, all right, but I'm still going to do my own thing. But this is not a life that you're, 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 you were not taste testing. You know, Kalina put together a bunch of desserts and we're taste testing to see, I don't know, Kalina, I don't like that. Oh, that one's good. No, 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 no. We're not taste testing. What are we doing here? No, 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 we, we, we're living in this. This is what we're supposed to be living in, not tasting, sampling. Because cause, cause this is the thing, you know, like, okay, so you get a box of chocolates. Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. But anyway, so you get a box of chocolates. Some of you, you'll look at them, right? And say, see which one, like, it could be the color. It could be you knew, know the hard ones got that little crunch in them that you want. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, or, but, but you may not test all of them, so you don't know what's in all of them. Right? Because you're not all in on the chocolates. You just, I have a couple of chocolates here and there. Right? Well, we're treating life that way. We're treating the kingdom that way. We're cheating it like a box of chocolates that we're sampling. Ah, I'll take this word and that word. No, that word over there is probably not good. So God has word that's of value and some that's not? Oh, no, I get it. God has some word that we need to apply and live by and some we don't. Is that, is that it? And before y'all said, yes, that was sarcastic. Before y'all hit me with that one. That was sarcastic. Well, it was a good question, though. Because cause, cause this is the thing. How you determine what, what word you're living by and what word you're not? Because if it's some word that you're saying you're not living by, at that, at, for that word, you're saying you're more of a God than the God that wrote it. I'll repeat that. 
for the word that you decide you're not going to live by, you're saying you're more of a God than the God that wrote it. Okay. Some of you are saying, well, I didn't actually say that. What I said was, I don't believe that. Based on what? God wrote it. (laughs) So if you don't believe that, decide which parts of your life that God gave you that you don't believe. You don't believe in breathing? Oh, oh, I'm sorry, that was too easy. How about your, your eyesight? How about that? This is a, he, just like he fearfully and wonderfully made you, he fearfully and wonderfully put together this word. But I don't see you sending anything back. But I tell you what, but I do see you taking some parts of you for granted that you keep taking it for granted, you're going to lose it. Keep taking that vessel for granted, and you're going to lose it. Right? Sickness is going to jump on you so fast, and then you'll be like, I don't understand why this happening. You ain't take care of yourself. You didn't treat yourself as a temple of the Holy Ghost. That's God's fault. He told you how to take care of what he gave you. He told you how to take care of what he gave you. He told you how to take care of what he gave you. He told you how to take care of We got to say that over and over and over. All right. Anyway, so, 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 so again, if we allow fear in, the fearful, fearful operate, uh, the fearful are unstable. You know, the scripture says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. You know, so that's why, like, like when, we, when we pray and we're, we're believing, we got to be locked in. You got to get into that word where you know that you know that you know. You can't be guessing. This ain't a, we ain't guessing. The Bible says if you pray and you ask amiss, don't think that, that person think they're going to get anything from God. They're wavering. They're like the, the wind tossed to and fro. And they don't have to waver. They can get in it and, and to a point where they know that they know that they know, right? And so, so, so what happens is we talk about these winds going on. Let's look here at Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4. And for those that just tuned in and maybe just visiting, I'm not normally this hyped. For real. Go back and look at the other videos. <laughs> Emma? Sometimes. Yeah, I make sure you can't see yourself, so I had to make you don't comment at all. Like she's back there going, well, <laughs> kinda. Okay, well maybe I'm not as much all the time. Never mind. Just, just forget it before I say something else that ain't true. I right, so Ephesians four fourteen. It says, look, look. It says that we henceforth be no more children. Oh my God, this is powerful. Tossed. How, how are children? Tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men, and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. So every other week, we believe in something different with all the voices. So we're being tossed to and fro. And then once you believe the wrong thing, instead of just embracing, man, I don't know what I was thinking, we're looking for somebody else that may possibly believe the wrong thing too. We're looking to justify compromise, not find the truth. You're always going to, there's more people compromising than living in the truth. You'll always find somebody. I'm going to help you out. You ain't got to look for nobody. There's plenty of people. There's a crowd. That's why the Bible says narrow is the way that leads to life and peace. It's a crowd of people compromising. You're always going to find somebody. 
looking for somebody's support, they're, they're compromised. It's just how it is. But it's saying, look, look, look. Uh, so we are no longer children, spiritually immature, tossed back and forth like ships on a stormy sea and carried about by every wind of shifting doctrine. It keeps changing. By the cunning and trickery of unscrupulous men, by the deceitful scheming of people ready to do anything for a personal profit. That's the Amplified. Right? The scripture says this. Let's look here, Luke 16. Luke 16. I mean, again, we're trying to, fear is illusion, but we got to do our due diligence to trust God's word so we don't get pulled into this cavern and this world of paranoia and fear. All right, so look at this. Uh, Verse, what I said, Luke 16, verse 31. Um, Hold on. All right, so this is the parable of the rich man and Lazarus. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but where, you know, the rich man was doing well, Lazarus wasn't. Lazarus ends up in heaven, the rich man ends up in hell, and he asks, hey, could Lazarus just dip his finger in a little in a little water, right? And then, uh, then he was like, man, this is crazy. Look, I was wrong. I let the trickery, the winds of doctrine fool me, and I didn't think, I, I took things for granted, and I'm here burning in torment. I don't want my family to go through this because I, we're all following a similar pattern. Hey, if you could, t- you could send... If you can send somebody to talk to them, right? And they say, whoa, 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 whoa. They got the law and the prophets. So look at this. It, said, it says, uh, verse 31, and he said unto him, if they hear not Moses and the prophets, right? If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. Because he's saying, maybe you can send Lazarus back, right? What was he saying is Moses and the prophets. When he said Moses and the prophets, it was representing something. People that God uses to speak advanced information, give you warnings, direct you and guide you into harmony into your purpose and plan that God has for your life. He says, if he won't hear from those living in faith, if we send the dead that, was, that, that, that have been living in fear, that's not going to change anybody. They already got everything they need to change. People living in faith, speaking faithful words. You know what it takes to talk to people and tell them the truth, even though their momentum of their lifestyle is contrary to the truth you're telling them? Do you know what it takes to do that? You have to trust God. And he, says, we, he said, we can raise all, all we, we can send you back. He says, Abraham, I mean, uh, uh, the, the rich guy, he said, we can send you back. You was living in fear, and this is your situation. So you can come back in urgency and fear and talk to them. But if they ain't listening to the people in faith, they definitely ain't listening to you. We have what we need not to be burning in fire. We have what we need not to walk in fear. But are we absorbing it? Are we listening to it? You know, you know. Paul talks about being a good soldier. Are we good soldiers? Do we have our armor on? I mean, you know, you're, uh, you know, I have military people here. Ain't no good soldier out there afraid. 
Remember the guy, uh, what's the movie? Is it, what's the movie? Uh, what is it? Hacksaw Ridge? Is that the one where he didn't want to use weapons, right? Was that it? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and so they, they picked with him the whole time, Mr. Christian. But, but when the battle was, was crazy and the bullets was flying, he goes up, grabs somebody, comes back, goes up, grabs somebody, come back, and they're looking like, like they, like they weren't moving. They, they was afraid that the bullets would take them out. But he, he had something they didn't have. They had weapons, he had courage. <laughs> you know you can have weapons with no courage, right? Right? And, and, and so, so, so even as we're leaders, you know, we're solid leaders, with all due respect, we're not going to react to everything you do, but we don't respond to hype. We respond to heart. See, hype is people getting all hyped up because they're, they're afraid they're not going to get something, so they try to pump themselves up. They try to cause commotion. They try to make people feel uh, like, 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 like uh, they're overlooking them. All those manipulation tactics are somebody's not afraid that God could resurrect them and promote them to what they're supposed to do. We ain't, ain't nobody, we ain't going for that. We just looking at you like, okay, <laughs> promotion comes from God. You keep, keep trying to hustle, <laughs> you can't hustle God, right? But fear does that. Fear has us hustling and tripping and, oh, look, they think they all that because they got that promotion. Man, why don't you get with them and learn how they got it? Instead of hating, what's, what's, what's wrong with you? Hey, man, I don't know what you're doing. But I'm going to follow you like a hawk to do what you're doing. But no, we don't do that. You know, see, look, they got special people at the church. Everybody's special at the church. Peculiar people, that's what it means. (laughs) But everybody's not in certain positions because everybody is not pressing. You want it through your orchestration. The other person is getting it through their sanctification. Well, what are we tripping here? It's God's platform. He's not just going to have anybody on his platform. See, the thing is, we got to avoid heart trouble. This is one of the things, uh, don't take this personal either. But when I play basketball and we playing and guys start cheating, like, I don't curse no more. So, but I don't like it. So, the line I came up with, oh, y'all got heart trouble up in here. <laughs> like, like, I just, I, like, I'll probably say it for like, like 20 minutes. I'll be, every time we up and down the court, I said, man, y'all ain't got nothing but heart trouble. Just heart trouble, just because I'm trying to get it out. But what I'm saying is fear has gripped you so much, you don't believe you can use your skills to win. You're afraid, so you got to hustle and dip and slip. It's the same thing. A lot of people have heart trouble, so that's why they're not fulfilled. See, you, see, one thing about the heart, you, you can't see it right now. But, it, but, but, but when it's affected, you can't see it either. Right? When it's in fear, you can't see it either. But it's still there. You, you know how you see how when people have heart trouble? By the life they live. Your life is revealing your heart. But the scripture says, let not your heart be troubled. Oh, John 14. I know I wasn't going to get to the soldier piece. I might. I got a few minutes. It says, look, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house, there are many mansions. If, if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. If I go to prepare a place for you, I will come 
I will come again and receive you unto myself, and where I am, there you may be also. In the position of authority I'm in, you will be also. He says, let not your heart be troubled. Like, okay, I'm not, I know I'm leaving, but I, I'm going to leave you a comforter, and you're going to be fine. You want me in position. You want me in position more than proximity. Right? That's what he was saying. Like, and this is the thing. When you have heart trouble, you're not all in. Your heart's not all in. What's, what's stifling us in the kingdom, in our relationships, in our marriage, with our families, in our kids, in our, in our jobs, we're not all in. We have heart trouble. Right? We're in fear. But the scripture says to love the Lord with all your heart, soul, and mind. You got to be all in. Otherwise, you're going to be in fear. See, when we were birthed originally, we didn't know fear. We didn't know pain or failure. Children don't even play off of stuff like that. They're not worried about drowning. You know, they, they, they just move. They just, you know, my grandson, I took him out. I don't know, he's one or two, and he started climbing this spider thing. And so I'm the grandfather taking my grandson out, and I'm looking like, am I supposed to help? Because I don't want to break the baby. Like, you know, I don't want to be come back home and the parents were like, we let you have the kid out and he come back with a busted head. But everything in me was like, he was discovering faith. And he was climbing and climbing. I was just like, okay, am I supposed to help? You know, there's nobody out here. I don't have no manual. And he climbed to the top, then he climbed down, but, but the, he jumped to get on the thing. So coming down, he had no, his legs were shorter than the landing. So I was like, am I supposed to help now? Like, and he just jumped down, like, you know, uh, around that same time, they were, everybody's learning how to ride a, ride a bike, but he didn't get his turn. So they go in the house, and when they go in the house, because they had to go eat, he rushes to eat, runs outside, gets on the bike and starts riding. Never rode a bike in his life. He didn't know how to fear if he was going to fall. We have a picture of this dude, we had a, a four-year in our other house. I don't know, it might be about this wide. This dude was scaling the foyer. <laughs> and the foyer was high. He was, he was just scaling the foyer. I said, man, this kid, man, he don't know. You can fall. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, God wants us to roll like that. Just come with the heart of a child. He wants us to roll like, like, we think about so many other worst case scenarios before we make a move. That's fear. God wants us, see, it's, 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 God wants us with no escape plan. He doesn't want our heart in escrow. He wants our hearts all into what he's telling us to do. But we going in like our relationships. I got a foot in, but just in case this don't work out, you can't try God. <laughs> God ain't a try. Present yourself as a living sacrifice. That's all of you. And then we going, I don't understand what is happening. Does God have all your heart, or do you have heart trouble? Is there fear in there? I mean, some people have been in the Word, been to school, all types of stuff, but have never walked by faith. That's not me putting nobody down. They may have not known. It's like, I just know the information. <laughs> but have never walked by faith. Did you, are you still at that job because it's such a great job, or you're afraid to move? So, so you're going to be like me when I was in upstate New York. 
you're going to have to get moved, huh? Then you have to use faith to believe for another job when you could have had one already. Okay. God told me to say that to somebody sitting in the room, so if it didn't apply to you, don't worry about it. Just being obedient, right? Scripture says that man's heart has been evil or wicked from his youth, self-centered. And that facilitates fear, self-centeredness. All right, so I'm I'm, going to end with this. I'll skip something because I I don't want to teach this next week. So I'll end with this. All right, so so we're in this battle. Um, That's why I want you to sing that song. Uh, We're in this battle. Of course, the battle is God's, but we're soldiers. He's allowed us to facilitate this battle. So the scripture says all creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God, right? So all this craziness happening out there, we're not supposed to be looking at it. We're supposed to be positioning ourselves to do something about it. We're supposed to be on that wall, interceding. I looked for a man. I couldn't find one, right? Scripture says that in Ezekiel, right? So we're the soldiers. But the interesting thing is there's a requirement when selecting soldiers for this battle. And one of the requirements is, is to trust God, to, to walk by faith and not by sight, to not to walk in fear. Deuteronomy 21, you could just write it down uh, just for the sake of time. I'm just going to run through this um, just so I end right. Uh, it says, when you go out to battle against your enemies and see horses and chariots and people more numerous than you, do not be afraid of them. For the Lord your God is with you who brought you up from the land of Egypt out of bondage. Right? So so, so what God is saying is we're always in insurmountable situations. You think that one situation is, oh, my God, I can't believe it's happening. No, no. We're always the the, uh, outnumbered. If you go study out all the battles of the children of Israel, as a people, they were outnumbered. So that's why when they selected soldiers for certain things, remember Gideon? They reduced the army from what? what was 30,000 to, 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 to 300? They reduced it to all the people that weren't in fear. <laughs> remember that he had, he had, he had them uh, uh, drink the water. Some of them was drinking, like looking like, oh my God, what's going to happen? <laughs> right? You know, so, 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 so again, Israel was a small nation. It was always surrounded by great empires, but they were told not to fear. So people will come at you, you, you uh, one way and flee seven, right? You, uh, uh, Psalm 27, you read it for yourself, the whole thing. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my, the, my strength of my life. Whom shall I fear? Who shall I be afraid? Right? It talks about the enemy camping about me, about me but I'm not going to be afraid. Right? See, see, see we can't be a... De- uh, afraid of them despite the present anger, uh, the, the, the present um, danger. I said anger, but present danger. The scripture says, you know, Exodus 14, 13 and 14, you know, you know, they were being delivered and it was coming to the Red Sea, the army behind them, huge army again. And Moses said, fear not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. So the first, first thing we're always told, fear not. In Joshua 1, it says, be of good courage. Right? Be strong in the Lord. Be of good courage. Everything is about courage because it's like, have faith in God. God's with you. Fear not, stand still. See, we don't... I I was telling somebody this this week, somebody I haven't talked to in a long time. You might be watching today. But I was talking to him about our life. I said, I can only say one thing, God. I can't give you no, well, you know, basically what we did was, you know, we just walked by faith up this piece, you know. No, 
God. Everything is God. And what happens is we was in situations where you got to believe God. Oh, there's another option. We could be in fear. But I don't like the option of, the, of, of fear. So I had to be in faith. When you, when you hear the full testimony, a lot of stuff will be discussed during our uh, anniversary. Some of it seems unreal. But it's not because me, Pastor Mel and Pastor Keith are sweet. No, we ain't had no choice. We ain't had no choice. You come someplace by yourself, $1,625, you can either what? Turn and run, give up, or walk by faith. If you have $800 in a bank and the budget is $8,000, you can what? Fold the church or have faith. But you ain't having faith because you sweet. You ain't got no choice. But you need $1,700 to cover the budget for that week. You can, you can say, well, we can go get a loan or we can have faith. And you get exactly $1,700. Like you, you, you can't make this stuff up. What I'm saying is you, you have a choice. You, God says you're going to start a church 10 months after you leave someplace and you ain't got no money, no building. And the way when he told you it was going to start is two months after that day. And then you got to go tell your wife. You know, you can't hide it. With the, with, with the possibility of what? You told me God said, not because you, you, you sweet, you don't have a choice. You're in a place you've never been before. Because God told you to go there, you got to have faith. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It's, it's, there's things we can do without God. Fear, we can do that without God. Worst case scenarios, uh, hustle. But the things God wants for us, it's going to take us believing God. We ain't getting around it. And so we've just been in situations where we had to believe God. And then once God comes through, what do you say the next time? Well, <laughs> when we had that $800 in the bank, she's the witness. I said, babe, good news, all the bills paid. Bad news, we only got $800 in the bank, and you know what the budget is. It's $8,000. I'm going to stack up the chairs for the New Year's service. Get there, and there's a FedEx sticker on the, on the door. When a guy comes back the second time that day, which I've never had that happen before, right, she called. They, the, the guy comes back late at night, brings the envelope. There was a check for $30,000. I didn't call nobody. I, no one knew what our budget was. The church didn't know for, church didn't know for years. I didn't come and, you know this move, right? Now, now y'all need to be giving up in here. Y'all know that move, right? We, that never happened. Ask anybody who's been here from the, from the never happened. Through all those, they hear about the testimony, it's like, we was in that situation? <laughs> Why you ain't say nothing? Right? They didn't know we didn't have money for, for a building. And then God produced the money. They didn't see how it happened. All they did was participate in it. Not they, we participated. Most people's here. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? What I'm saying that to say, this fear is stealing from us the opportunity to see God. Hustle don't allow you to see God. It just delays the process of seeing him. 
Fear, you definitely won't see God. It just gives you an opportunity to blame him for something. Faith helps you to see God. Do this. We've been talking about really pressing for the end of the year. Fast week is coming up this week. Hey, how about fasting? How about that? It's a novel idea. How about really fasting? Because some of us say to ourselves, well, you know, I mean, you know, I don't really need to fast fast. Why not? Why don't you? Why? You don't need to hear from God? There's no fear in your house. Family's getting, every, everybody's working perfect. Every, it's total harmony. Okay, don't fast for you. Fast for your kids. How about that? That would be unselfish. Fast for family members. Fast for sickness, disease. Fast for something, please. What are we doing? God's setting us up. Why are we fasting? Punk the flesh to hear from God. Once you hear from God, you never go back. Punk, no, punk your flesh for real. I'm not like really punk your flesh. Come on, man. Some of y'all don't eat anyway. So that ain't, you ain't fasting. Stop. Some of you not eating and still watching the video games. That's your snack. Stop. Like really hear from God this week. Watch what happens. Now when you see God, you, you can't, it's, it's like a drug. You, you got to have it. Once I, see, once I see God move, I, I need to see him move again. I need to see him move again. I need some more. God, I need another fix, right? Once you see him, but if you've never seen God move, you don't know how to believe for God moving. 